We're on the road. Where transportation goes, community grows. Welcome to On the Road with the MTA. And welcome to another edition of On the Road with the MTA. I'm Jay Gibbons alongside with Stephanie Kay from the MTA. How's Stephanie today? I just love how that all rhymes, Jay. Very yeah, well. Thank you so much for asking. And we've lucked out. It's still nice weather here. It was so cold for so long that I'm loving the sunshine, the flowers coming up. Isn't it just great? Oh, it's beautiful. I know. Get out there and do something this weekend. I know what you could do. You can come over and like, build a deck for me. That'd be nice for you to do, right? <laughs> hey, that sounds like a great idea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, maybe not. And besides that, the cost of wood is like 200 times, they said, because of COVID and the challenges. I guess everything's more expensive. So it is. maybe I won't be doing it. Yeah, I don't <laughs> stick with what I have. Well, Jay, I love working with you on this podcast because we're able to reach out in the community and find out what wonderful services are out there and what's happening. And today I am pleased to introduce you to somebody who's also a friend of mine. I love seeing her out whenever we have functions. She is always fun to see. And she is the communication specialist for Mott Community College, where I graduated from. Her name is Don Hibbert, and she is a Flint native. And she decided to, I love this, what she said, bloom where she was planted following oh. college. That is so cute. I like And that. during her professional career, she has worked in higher education at U of M Flint, Kettering, and now Mott Community College. And she loves working with college kids. And they're, that's, that's so wonderful that somebody likes to do that and it's so needed. And she's thankful that her college-age daughter keeps her communication skills current and relative to the Generation X, or Generation Z, I'm sorry, Generation Z. That is so funny. Dawn, how old is your teenage daughter? She's 21, so she's in college. And uh, she's been keeping me on track with communication since she was about 13. So, you know. Isn't that fun? I know both my daughters are very creative and they're, you know, technically advanced. So yeah, same here. They definitely help me a lot. They keep me in check. It's like, what does that mean? Like, mom, I don't I know. embarrass me. <laughs> well, I both my being admonished to be cooler, you know. <laughs> I think you're a pretty cool mom, Don, I'm sure. Well, um, you know, I graduated from Mott Community College. I I I um was a 4.0. I really pressured myself to make wow. sure I could get the best I could. Good ah, Thank you. But I could not have done it without the Pell Grant. I was the single mom of two little girls. And um, my oldest daughter, I went they were pretty much, you know, had grown. And my oldest daughter was going to go to college as well. So I think both of us being in college helped with the Pell Grant. But I don't know if I would have gotten my college education had I not had that assistance. So I'm so grateful to that Mott Community College has that program. And many others might not realize it's out there for them. But I got a great education. I wish I could have gotten my four-year degree because I enjoyed going there so much. But I transferred to U of M, where you also worked, and got my four-year degree. So, yep, in communications, minor in theater. But it's a great college. How long have you been at Mott? Almost eight years now. I think it's eight years in May. Okay. Well, that's – you've seen that's a lot, lot of – yeah, you've seen <laughs> challenges. You've seen changes for sure, haven't you? <laughs> well, I, I did. I came in under uh, Richard Shank, who was the president at the time. But Dr. Beverly came three months after I did. So um, I didn't get time to get used to Richard. I had uh, Dr. Beverly and I have, as I like to say, grown up together at Mott College. But yes, <laughs> there have been some great changes. Uh, everybody, everyone, I think, that who has been a president of the college has moved it forward, if you look back at the history of the college. And Dr. Beverly has definitely taken us forward, and that's her favorite word, forward, uh, in the last eight years in a lot of areas. And so it's, it's a privilege to work for her, and it's always exciting, and there's always something going on. 
Well, I'll say there sure is. You guys just had a lecture. It was the um, Ballinger lecture that you had there with um, John Cunonis. And yeah. I have to thank you. You asked me to host it because I was a uh, alumni of Mott. And I have to say, he was like Susan, a friend of ours, has called him a modern day Fred Rogers. He was such a cool man. How often do you have those lectures? So the Ballinger Eminent Persons Lecture Series was endowed by uh, William Ballinger. And so Bill Ballinger, who you met, is his son. And he's been able to provide continuity and be involved over the years. The Eminent Persons Lecture Series every two years shifts its focus throughout the college. And a different department gets that uh, gets responsibility for shepherding in speakers for that two-year time frame and because of COVID last year everything kind of went on hiatus but it had fallen into uh, Dalton Connolly it was her responsibility and because her area of expertise is social work we were bringing in speakers that that fit into that arena and John Quinones with his show what would you do falls right in line with that sort of social work mentality and how, how do we move society forward? How do we help people? Um, what societal changes are affecting all of us? And I thought he was an incredible speaker. He just did a great job. And we're looking forward to bringing the other speaker we were supposed to have last year to campus as well at some point, if not physically to campus, virtually to campus. And that's Stephanie Land. And she wrote a book called Made, and it stems from when she graduated from college, uh, she was a, a young parent, and maybe she hadn't graduated from college yet, but she took work as a domestic and was cleaning people's houses, and then she finished her degree and went on to uh, another career, and in looking back on her, her career as a domestic, as her work as a domestic, she realized some things about our society, and she wrote a book about it. So we're hoping that we'll be able to bring her to campus in the near future. Wow. And I love her name too, Stephanie. She must be wonderful. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I really enjoyed talking to John Quinones off the air too, because we had so much in common. He was the first one in his family to get a college education like myself. And he used a Pell Grant to also get his college education that he might not have had ordinarily. He was picking cherries here in Michigan. And they said to him because of the color of his skin, because of his accent, that you should really study like maybe woodworking or maybe metal shop. And he's like, but I want to be a journalist. And they said, well, no, you're expecting, you know, you just, you can't meet those expectations and look at him today. I know. Love that man. He was wonderful. So do you have any place on Mont Community College's website where they can go back and watch something if they've missed it? Or how can they watch the next series or be there? Yes, I, we will have that available. We are currently, because there were clips from his show and those are copyrighted, we're currently oh. in negotiations with the network to make sure that we can run those clips. Because I think if people tuned in to the live stream, they, they noticed there was a break. And that was because um, we were showing the clip with Mr. Quinones' permission, but the network had not given the permission, so they, uh, it got cut off. And then we were able to continue on. If people hung in there, they got to see the rest of the interview with him live in the live stream. They just didn't get to see the video clip. So right now we're working on that. And then it will all be packaged together by our video ops department, and it will be available on our website. And we will put out information about how to find that uh, through our social media and um, in our public portal. 
Well, let me know because I love to share that on Facebook so others can see it and hear it and even the upcoming ones that sounds so great with Stephanie. So yeah, I would like to know about those myself. And is there a page we can like like maybe Facebook page, Mott Community College or someplace where they can get online Absolutely. to know more about it? Yes. <laughs> on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and LinkedIn. In fact, it's interesting um, on LinkedIn, what we really love about that platform is that everyone who puts their resume on their profile and includes their time at Mott Community College is automatically included in our, our family of people on, on LinkedIn. And so they have the opportunity to see what we post out there. We don't do as much with LinkedIn as we do with the campus because obviously the campus community or the campus, the Facebook page is sort of like a virtual campus for students. It's where we put all the information, things that are going on on campus, uh, reminders that it's time to register or file your FAFSA, that sort of thing. Um, but it's uh, the LinkedIn does, we do a lot of um, articles about our alumni and we showcase current students who are excelling at something. Uh, and it's just, it's a great place to keep connected with your campus community at Mott College, especially for people like you, Stephanie, who enjoyed your time there. I did. I really did. I hated to leave. I thought, oh, I, I even checked in to see if I could do a four-year degree there, but it wasn't possible at that time, maybe one day somehow, but I really did well, enjoy it. I thought, yeah, we do have the University Center on campus, which is a nice option for students, especially a number of our students are um, already have families and sometimes jobs when they come to us, and the University Center at Mott is uh, where four-year universities have an office on our campus, and then they rent rooms from us, and their faculty either do distance learning or back when we could meet in person, they would come to our campus and teach the classes. So students who live in the area, but were sort of tied here because they had their own families, they might have a full-time job, they might own a home, they were able to come to our campus and finish their four-year degree at a number of colleges um, where we have partnerships with like Rochester College and Davenport University and a number of other small, uh, another number of small private colleges. So it's a great opportunity for people to take their, their um, two-year degree and move it over and take those credits with them and get that four-year degree. I love it. Now, is it true that if you're over the age of 60, you can get free classes through Mott Community College? Well, they're not totally free. There's a $125 fee for the gold card. And it allows senior citizens to take classes at Mott. And you can take any class you want. If you've always wanted to take a philosophy class, this is your opportunity. And you don't get a grade. I mean, and you don't get college credit because we're, we're letting people in at, the, at a heavily discounted price. Um, but you do get that experience of, of being in the classroom, of getting all the same materials, and of having those interactions with your fellow students and with the faculty members so that you really do get that learning experience that so many of us, as we're getting older, are, are appreciating. Um, mm -hmm. But it is a great opportunity. We have a lot of people take those classes. They may already have a, a degree, but they take those classes that they couldn't take when they were in college because they were focused on their career, on getting a degree that would get them into the career they wanted. They take painting, they take music classes. Um, I threw out philosophy because we've had a number of people come back and they take history classes and philosophy classes and literature classes so that they can delve deeply into a certain kind of literature that they never had the opportunity to do before. 
Well, my father, uh, he was over 60, of course, and he wanted to write a book. And he had been, he wrote a few books, but he wanted to know how to edit it and, you know, how to write it properly. So he took English courses. He took some classes from Mott and he really enjoyed them. He thought, oh, I'm so old. They're going to like, you know, kick me out. Now, he th- he said the young kids made him feel young and they were good to him and nice to him. And they said, oh, this is cool. And they even yeah. kind of commended him for coming back at that age. So he had a good experience too. Well, and it's good to hear that because we do. I have had the opportunity to talk to students who had older people in their classes, and especially history classes, because the older uh, person yeah. may have been a child when something that to a current college-age student seems like history, there's someone sitting in the room with them who, as a child, can say, oh, yes, my uncle or my father was in World War II, or... Sure. You know they have a they have a living memory, and so there's someone there to talk about what it might have been like to have to like you know recycle all your materials like tin foil. I remember my dad talking about having a rubber band fall when he was a kid. Yes. <laughs> so I, I mean, that. It, but the students do like that. They it, you know you would think that they would think oh it's old people, but they really don't because. The, the person in the class, and, and we find, and you know, I know this as I get older, you're more willing to step up and have that conversation. You're more willing to interject into a conversation where sometimes young people are a little bit more hesitant to express their opinions or their viewpoints because they don't have a lot of life experience. And you get an older person in the class and that's no longer a concern for them. They have life experience and they're getting to that point where they want to share it or they're just so excited about learning that they they interact more, which really, I have, I've had younger students say that having an older person in the classroom makes the conversations in class that much more rich and, and um, Absolutely. Lively. It puts validation behind it. I know if I'm watching a movie, like even uh, when at the very end, it's like, this is a true story. And they show the pictures of the people. It's like, oh my gosh, it made it so much more valuable to me. You no, know, it's a true story. So somebody mm-hmm. having their life experiences to say this did happen, I mean, there was one gentleman just recently who was talking about, he was very old, like 103, but he talked about how he remembers the pandemic 100 years ago when he had to live through what we're living through now. And he was so interesting because he lived through it and he could talk about it. So yeah, that definitely brings validation forward. And I think that's great. You can connect the generations like that. Now also tell us about the Michigan Reconnect because that's a program anybody can go back to college. Tell This is amazing. Tell us about that. This is a great initiative by Governor Whitmer. Um, They did an initiative in the fall semester of 2020, and it was to, um, how do I say this, to honor the people who had been frontline workers in those industries that we all began to rely on so much, like grocery stores and places like that, where people were continuing to work while the rest of us, as we could, stayed home. And that was for people aged 25 and under, and the application process for that ended in December um, of, of 2020. And we all thought, well, this is a great opportunity to give a little thank you to those frontline workers who stayed on the job for the rest of us. But then um, we had a number of people say, well, I'm over 25. And I would, you know, I would really like to go back to college because there are a number of people over 25 who are frontline workers or people who'd like to skill up for a new job. And so uh, Governor Whitmer, in February launched Michigan Reconnect. So it is for people 25 and older. You have to be 25 years old when you apply. So this is this is where the nuances come. You didn't have to be 25 in February when they launched the program. If you turn 25, then you can apply, which is perfect because there are people who are coming up on 25 
who didn't qualify for it maybe a month ago, but they may qualify for it on their birthday in April or May. You have to have lived in Michigan for a year or more. You have to have a high school diploma or equivalent, which means you can have a GED, and you have you cannot have any kind of college credential. So you can't already have an associate's degree or a bachelor's degree. And you get to come to college in Michigan and the state of Michigan will pick up the tab for an associate's degree. So a general associate's degree, which is either a general studies or um, a, a associate's degree of arts or associate's degree of science, generally falls around 62 to 65 credits and that will all be paid for by the state of Michigan for anyone who wants to come back to school. Wow, that's incredible. I love that idea. Program. And then there's no restrictions on degree. So if someone is interested in an occupational degree, say they want to go into being an electrician, um, they can come and get their associate's degree in science and, and train as an electrician, take the certification exams, and be right into the workforce in two years. You can do welding, you can do cosmetology, you can do, you can start the nursing program. You can, you know, or they can do one of the transferable degrees if their goal is a four-year uh, bachelor's degree, which is great because it's not restrictive in any way. It is the state of Michigan will pay for two years worth of college for you. And, and even if it takes you longer than two years, this does not mean people have to go to school full time. This means that they can, if they have a family and they have a job, they can, they can continue to do that. They, I think they have to take two or three college classes at a time, which is still considered part-time, and that, that, that's a lot of work. I, I understand this because I used to work and have a family and get my master's degree, so I understand how wow. juggling all of that is complicated, but this is a great opportunity because it, there's no financial burden on the individual to get that degree. It's a fantastic opportunity. They're not strapped with that great big the student loans. They can start making money yeah. right away. I know a friend yeah. of mine went to, to Mott, and he just got his, um, well, it was a she, actually, and she wanted to do a house inspections. And she's making great money, and she said it was very easy and ed- educational and interesting to get. I have to tell you, the occupational degrees, what we call the professional um, trades now, they used to call them skilled trades, but we're calling right. them the professional trades. Because these are, you know, people don't think of it, becoming a chef, you know, you have, there's very specialized education and training involved in that, but it's not necessarily a four-year degree. Um, becoming a welder, now there is a four-year degree in welding. Um, we do an associate's degree in welding, and then students can transfer their credits to Ferris State, where they can do a, a, a bachelor's degree in welding. But, you know, with an associate's degree in welding, people can earn between seventy dollars and $100,000 a year. People don't understand wow. how well paid the professional trades are and the professional trades are nursing physical therapy occupational therapy dental hygiene dental assisting um did i say welding electrician (laughs) automotive i mean and there's just there's so many things that fall under professional trades and that's what a community college is really best at we offer those programs that give you that highly skilled training and we prepare you for and or give you the certification exams that qualify you to go out into the world and make that make that salary. I think people are just so much smarter to go to Mott Community College, the community college, because it's a third of the cost. You have to get your prerequisites anyway. Why spend that extra money? Transfer, I would transfer to U of M, so my degree says U of M, but I went to Mott and saved so much money and time. And mm-hmm. my kids, I told them, just do that, and then we can afford to get you off to a different college because you're for your degree. It was extremely very convenient, and I, I thought I felt I had a really good education. 
it's a smart investment in your future. It really is because um, if you can, if you know what you want to be, so like my stepson wanted to be an accountant. He knew that. He went to Mott first, and he got his uh, degree in business with an accounting an emphasis in accounting. And he was so qualified at that point, he took an examination and he was able to work for H and R Block during tax season, helping people with their taxes because he had enough okay. training and skills to do that. He went on to University of Michigan Flint and he's working on finishing up his degree there. So, you know, it's if you know what you want to do ahead of time, you go into one of our transferable degree programs, but we have pathways, we call them educational pathways, and you say to us at the start of your educational career with us, I want to get my four-year degree in accounting, we say, do you know what school you want to go to? And we have an educational pathway where your credits will credits will transfer directly up there. You don't have to retake anything, you don't have to lose any credits, and that's also incredibly cost efficient for people because then you're not paying for something extra. You're not taking credits yeah. you don't need. And that's where our university center comes in. We have what are called articulation agreements with dozens of colleges across the state. And you start with us and you say, okay, I want to finish my communications degree at Rochester College. You start with us and every credit you take with us transfers directly into your four degree four year degree. Wow. Such a time saver. Like this saves so much money. It's just so economically smart. Now I know well, some people times, Oh, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> no, I'm talking about the transportation to college because I know you mentioned a lot of kids will use MTA services or how they can get back and forth. Yes, absolutely. It's it's critical. It's great for us because we're on a bus line and buses go by us in two different directions. So it's perfect oh. for our students because they can get on multiple buses, but we um, we do have a partnership with MTA, and you guys graciously give us discounted bus passes that we can sell to our students, which, I mean, every year, those are so important to a number of our students who don't have a car. You know, they, you know, probably the reason they're going to college is so that they can get a better job or get a job so that they can afford things like a car. But we've, I've had, a, heard heartbreaking stories of students who've walked to campus because they just didn't have transportation and those discounted bus passes are critically important for us to get those students to and from campus and I've had students tell me that they took they used their bus passes to get to campus and then they took they used their bus passes also to get down back downtown so they could get transfers and go to their jobs so I mean wow. this is this is a game changer for our students, giving them that opportunity to get around. And, and you know, it, Flint is the biggest small town on the planet. Everybody knows everybody, but we're spread really far out. And it really does help our students to be able to take the buses and get to our campus. Well, I'm so glad to hear that works for you. We also have your ride. I don't know if you knew about that, but your ride will pick you up right from your home and they take you to where you need to go. And that number is 810 767 41. Once again, it's your ride at 810-767-5541. It's always very helpful to use that when you have to get someplace. I know how to go to the airport to go on vacation. I thought, I'm going to call your ride and get me to the airport. <laughs> yes, then you don't have to pay to keep your car there. It's perfect. That's right. Yep. I know. And they even have a new uh, program, too, that if you are stuck at the airport, you need to ride home. So you can actually call MTA, and we'll be there to you within 30 minutes to get you home safe and sound. That's awesome. So that's a great program. And I was going to share with you. Go ahead. I was going to tell you, my stepson, when he was going to college, he was using um, the buses, and he frequently used your ride um, because he was in a, a club that met at off hours, and so he used the your ride service to go to the club meetings. So that Perfect. was really cool, too. 
it takes people to the grocery store. Like right now, Sundays are all free. If you want to go to church, the grocery store. But I know, you know, a lot of college students were looking for drivers right now, especially the drivers from the airport to get the people back home. We need drivers for that. But we're starting something. We always like to give a fun, fast fact about MTA. And I'm really proud to talk about a, um, a virtual recruiting event that we have every single Wednesday. You can tell your students about this, that every Wednesday, um, we're going to be able to do a virtual call-in so they can find out more about how to apply, what's expected, with the positions we have at MTA, which are more than just drivers. And it's every Wednesday between 2 and 3. We're going to post that on all the social media so you can see what the phone number is and how to call in. So that's something awesome. to share with the students. Yeah, because they can start working right now. Drivers, we need supervisors. There's so many different positions. You can always go to mtaflint.org under careers and see what's out there. So, yeah, I'm looking at because we have a, a student employment office and they're always post, posting opportunities for students and that would be a great one. Thank you, Dawn. I really appreciate taking your time. I know it's a beautiful day out there and you want to get out there and probably enjoy that sunshine. No, I'm stuck here all day. You know, working oh. from home does still mean working. So. It is. I know. My mom said, I think you work more from home than you did in the office because I take phone calls all hours of the day. It's not over at five o'clock. I know. It's the hard part is I leave my computer open and then I have, you know, you walk by it and you have a new email. So, you know, at nine o'clock at night, your husband's saying, why are you doing that? Right. And I think we all think oh, we want to answer our emails. So they don't think that we are not working. So we're more concerned about that. But I love it. I love working from home. It's been great for me. So I want to do one last plug because we are enrolling now for summer and we are registering for fall as well. You know, in college, we always think way out ahead. So if anyone's interested, um, people tend to think that this is, you know, that during COVID is not a great time to go to college. And I'm telling you, this is a fantastic time to go to college, especially with all of the programs like Reconnect that the state of Michigan is putting out there. And you spoke about the Pell Grant. I highly encourage people to file their FAFSA, which is the federal something something student aid. <laughs> I can't yeah. remember all the words in that, but it's F-A-F-S-A and it's absolutely critical. I have had people say to me, oh, we make too much money. We don't qualify for FAFSA. And it's amazing how many people qualify for Pell money. And Pell is a federal student grant. You don't have to pay it back. It is money to help you get your education and get your skills training. So all of that to say, this is the perfect time to go to college. It so is. And I'm so glad that program's out there. And thank you for sharing that again, because a lot of people wouldn't be able to go back to college without it. Just like, I don't know if I would have gotten my college degree without it. So so grateful to it. Well, Don, you've been awesome. I really appreciate all the time you've taken with us because we need to get the word out there. So yeah, I like that. So if they do want to say Let's say somebody listened to you and said, I really do want to go to college. What's the best way to get a hold of you or my community college to make it happen? What's the first step? First step is they can go to mcc.edu and right at the top, they can say, you know, I want, I need to apply. It's all right there at the top of our, our webpage. Or if uh, they don't have a lot of access to technology, we have a phone number. They can call 810 762 0200 so that's 7620200 and they can help them get started and the great thing about what's going on at Mott right now is because of COVID and because of the technological divide that we have if students need um, laptops the college provides all registered students with a who need it with a Chromebook 
So if wow. they don't already have the technology, we make it possible for them to do their learning online if that's the way their classes are structured. So again, that's why I say this is the perfect time to go to college. So if they want to start at mcc.edu, that's the quickest and easiest. They can apply online. There's no cost to apply. And then somebody will contact them and we'll get the ball rolling. Wow. That's great. Thank you, Don. You don't know how many lives you might be changing just by getting this information out there. So we do appreciate it. The best part about working at Mock College is how many lives we change every day. Oh, absolutely. Don't just love your job. That's wonderful. <laughs> Me too. That's why I love MTA because they help so many in the community. There's free rides for the veterans and seniors get discounted rides. So it's my honor to work for MTA. I do love them. So, all right. Well, Don, thank you. If anybody has any more questions for Don or you'd like to get with us, Jay, how can they get a hold of us so we can get back with them? Well, they can just simply drop us an email at ontheroad at mtaflint.org. And always check out our website. It's mtaflint.org there as well. And you can see the careers. Very at the bottom, you can read and see all about the podcast that we do every week. So thank you for joining us this week. Listen next week because we're going to find out some more wonderful information about what's happening in this community. You'll be surprised. You don't want to miss out. It's On the Road with MTA, Stephanie Kay, and of course, course, Jay, every day. (laughs) Thanks for joining us and please be safe. You've been listening to On the Road with the MTA. For more information on our services and community outreach, visit us online anytime at www.mtaflint.org and be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. The MTA, your community, your connection, your way.